Hello, everybody, uh, and welcome to the Afternoon Tune. I'm your host, Josh, and I got some special guests with me today. Uh, I got the great artist uh, from Chicago right here, uh, Nico, uh, right here. He's got a great project out that I want to have him come on and talk about. Um, he's the one that did the outro music uh, for our show. Uh, he messed with us for the free, so that's always great. Um, you know, loved it like that, so that was amazing. Um, and I know him, um, Nico, through another person, uh, Yosin, um, know him through there. So Yosin been a frequent collaborator on the show, freaking person on the show as well. Uh, come on, usually having, uh, discussions about UFC, MMA, things like that. Um, so it's good to have, uh, both of you on the show. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me. For real, man. <laughs> and thanks. Much appreciated. Uh-huh. It's good to finally make it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. You know? yeah, I'm glad you're finally here. Glad you could finally be here. Um, and your project, uh, how long has your project been out now? So my project's actually been out since November. And the reason for that is because the songs are actually really old, but like those songs are mostly from 2017 and 2018. Um, and they were like pretty, they were pretty deep for me, you know, they were like some very important things, but I kept getting in all these like situations where I kept like hesitating to drop them and, and doing all this stuff. So I actually, what I did was it, the day I uploaded them was the anniversary of my grandmother's passing. And I kind of just wanted to do it. I didn't make a big deal of it or whatever. And I, I didn't plan like a release or anything. Cause I was just coming back from Los Angeles, like back to Chicago for like, you know, I'd been gone pretty much all last year, but I was like, you know what? Like, I at least want when people go to like check out my page or whatever, like I just want them to like see, you know what I mean? Like some music that I feel like I could just really stand by. And even though I didn't really have like a big, like um, I didn't really have like a rollout plan for it. Cause like I said, the songs are old, but yeah, it's been since like November um, that it's been up and it's been kind of crazy to see like even like some of the responses that I've gotten from people are like really like personal. Um, and I've gotten like people really appreciate some of the stuff I did on there. So that's kind of like a crazy thing to see. Cause I didn't really, you know. Hmm. Um, and the name of your project is before I knew it um, is the name of before it. I knew it. And, yeah. Um, seven song, uh, seven track uh, album. Uh, it's pretty nice. Um, so I'm just gonna ask like some generic questions, probably basic, you know, kind of questions, kind of get kind of warmed <laughs> up. Sorry. Um, so just you know okay. a little bit about your background and how you started in music and everything like that. Okay, for sure. Um, so I started my first experience with music was uh, I was seven years old and I started taking like piano lessons, um, but they didn't stick for super long. Um, but when I was like 10 or 11, I started picking up the guitar <clears throat> and I was self-taught. So I started playing guitar. Um, I played for about four years and then around the time I was like 14 years old, I started picking up drums um, and I would just like, like, I would sneak into like the band room at my school every day after school and just play until they kicked me out. And then my grandparents got me a drum set, I think between my sophomore and junior years of high school. Um, so drums became my main thing, but then like senior year, um, a friend of mine told me about this program called Ableton, which is um, music production software. 
that's a lot more popular now than it was um, when I first started using it. But um, that's how I kind of like started like making beats. And I had, um, I remember my, he had this, um, this beat pad that I would like, I would make beats on because you could make like 200. And I like, I filled it up with, you know, probably like a couple hundred beats. Um, but then I was like, I wanted to move on and start using the computer. Um, and I did that for a few years. And then I started singing and like writing songs probably around like 2015 and 16. Um, or I just like come up with like these little like hook ideas and melodies and then started getting like a little bit more comfortable with my voice. And then it kind of just <laughs> kind of just progressed from there, you know, like, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at now. It's like, I'm, I'm singing a lot more. I'm writing songs a lot more. I still make beats. It, that's like become kind of like the easiest part of the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been a musician my whole life. That's like, I guess the short answer is I really, it's been about like, I just turned 27. So it's been about like 20 years of me kind of like oh. messing around with the, <laughs> the instruments, the music and everything. It's just like, it's always been a part of my life. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so how many instruments do you know how to play? Uh, I can play. So I play piano, drums, and guitar. Okay. I don't know if you consider making beats an instrument. I play the laptop. Right. <laughs> so that's, if that counts, I play the laptop. Um, but yeah, just like those, pretty much. I can kind of play bass a little bit, just, but that's really just because it's pretty similar to the guitar. Um and uh yeah i've always wanted to learn the saxophone though like i don't know how to play any um i mean, played recorder like did you guys play recorder when you were in school yes Hell yeah. They yeah. Gave you those? Okay, <laughs> yeah so we all did yeah. so i never learned how to play anything else that was like a, one of those like wind woodwind instruments mm. or or brass whatsoever um i really only kind of picked up like those like main three but i've always wanted to learn how to play the saxophone not always actually but like for a long it's been a long time now um that i've wanted to learn how to play the saxophone i just haven't like i don't i haven't really put that much effort into like going out of my way to make it happen mm. yeah okay um so coming up so was your family like a big musical family, you know, since they did get you like the drums and everything like that? Like, were they also into music or was it just mainly like a youth thing there? So the way it was, was that um, my my grandfather and my uncle were both singers. Um, they would sing like, my grandfather sang in church, um, in his church, and I used to go to church with him all the time when I was growing up, like really like twice a week, almost like every week I would go to church with my grandpa. And he was like the leader of like the church, like choir. Um, and he would sing a lot, but I like, for some reason I never like got into like singing as like a thing. Like I enjoyed, you know, singing in general. Cause I was in choir actually when I was in like sixth grade and well, in like most like middle school. Um, but um, I'm trying to think. Oh, we're talking about my family. So 
I had some I had some music on my mom's side. That's like my mom's side of the family. But my dad's side, my dad was a drummer, um, and a lot of his family is very musical as well. Like my uncle on his side, his name is like Ray Camacho, and he's like a Mexican um, trumpeteer who actually had like a ton of a ton of like success in sort of like the Latin American um, music industry, like throughout, I think, like, the 70s and 80s. Um, and a lot of my dad's, like, other kids are also, like, kind of naturally, like, musically inclined, like, these, like, good with instruments and playing and stuff like that. So I definitely, I do have, yeah, I have some on both sides. Um, but it was never, like, it was never one of those things growing up where it was, like, I kind of had the, I had to like kind of earn the right to be, to have it be looked at as like a viable option for like, you know what I mean? Like a path, you know, like a, like something like alternative to like the whole college kind of like, you know what I mean? Standard, you know, four years degree job, you know what I mean? Before it was like, oh, so, um, did you you didn't have any interest of like going to college going to like like majoring in music or anything like that in college or you didn't have any interest in that? um not really just because you know I, I i was interested in taking um in doing like drum performance um but it wasn't it just wasn't something that i could really do it wasn't something that at the time that my like my mom was supportive of and it was kind of that was hard for me to like accept so it was just like i figured like with the music thing and i just started making beats i was like you know i can probably think i'm just gonna try and get as good at making beats as possible because i could see that like i started it's, the world of music started to open up to me more like being able to see the world of music beyond just like playing an instrument or being in a band or you know what i mean anything like that <clears throat> but being able to see like this sort of broader world of like commercial music where there's like you know producers and production is like such a huge sort of like part of everything that it's like you know if you get really good at this you could probably actually make you know some real strides in terms of like being able to do like whatever you want to do with your life um, when it comes to music. Um, but it never, for some reason, I was not ever really big on being instructed. You know what I mean? I was never really big on like having like teachers or, you know, anything like that. Like I taught myself how to play the guitar. I taught myself how to play the drums. I taught myself how to make beats. Um, and I've been teaching myself how to sing. I've been teaching myself how to, I mean, but everything at the end of the day is like, you know, you, you're kind of like, or I'll at least speak for myself. Like I, it's easy to get pushed right by like, you know, there's a lot of great music out there. You know what I mean? There's so much like really like great music. There are great musicians, like these like world-class talents that are just like, you know, they'll inspire you to just like, sort of like learn you know what i mean you kind of just learn from the things that kind of become your favorite pieces of music um so i was like i would learn how to like play my favorite songs on the guitar you know what i mean 
I didn't know how to write stuff on the guitar yet, but I would just like learn how to like play, you know, whatever like my favorite songs were at the time. And that was like a big part of the learning process. But in terms of like going to take classes or anything like that, the most class I really ever took for anything was like YouTube tutorials, you know, <laughs> like yeah. that was pretty much as far as like the like sort of instruction portion of my like musical journey kind of went, you know? Yeah. So do you know how to read music or? <laughs> Not really. Like sheet music? Yeah. Not really. I like I can't like if I look at it long enough, I'll be like, I think I think I know what I'm looking at. And but it's not like something that I have like practiced like whatsoever. Like I learned how to do it in I think maybe like middle school when we were taking like when I was in choir in middle school, I think we learned a little bit about like reading music and reading staff the sheet music and all the notes. And I think I like you know, like they give you like the af the 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 acronyms the um what is it like face it's like faces like the the spaces and then right every every good every good boy does fine or something like like it i've like i can't, i really can't read music that well i remember like some of the basics but i don't i can't like you know i like watch like this um have you ever seen the quincy jones documentary on netflix uh, I don't believe I have. No, I don't think so. You, oh, you got to check it out. You got to check it out. But you'll definitely see, like, you know, there'll be, like, shots of him in the studio, like, when they're working on, like, um, you know, when they're working on, like, Thriller, even, like, before that, when Quincy started, like, doing, like, his film scores, where he could just, like, he could play something, and then he could, like, go write it in a notebook, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's writing, like, sentences, you know what I mean? Like he could just write the notes, like the chords yeah. and the everything, the melodies, everything. Mm. Like that's crazy. Like I can't do that, but I yeah, think it'd be. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's it's weird because I don't know if you'd like now with the way the technology is. It's almost like you don't really need to. Like I know music well enough to be like, you know, everything on a. Um, like I don't know if you have you ever have you ever like used like pro like not pro tools but like Fruity Loops or. Logic or anything like that. Like, have you ever used any type of like music production software? No, I mean the only kind of software I use is just for like editing stuff, like Adobe Premiere Pro okay. and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So the way it is, it's like everything on a uh, on these sort of like digital. They're called DAWs, right? A digital audio workstation. It's like everything's formatted like a piano. You know what I mean? So instead of it being formatted like sheet music, it's just formatted how, like, you know, the, the keys of a piano are formatted. And so I know how to play piano. So I know, like, what I'm doing in terms of, like, that. But to translate stuff to, like, sheet music, I don't even, I don't know how long it would take. I'd probably have to just hire somebody to do it. Or There's probably, like, another software that probably. you could just, yeah. you know what I mean, just, like, put that stuff through and it'll do it automatically. Yeah, probably, yeah, put it through the software and it'll uh, print out there. Um, yeah. So when you said you were playing songs, you know, with the guitar, what were kind of the early songs you were playing on the guitar or the piano to learn how to, you know, with those, to learn how to use those instruments? So I think the first, the first song that I learned how to play on the guitar was, uh, 
I'll Follow You Into the Dark by Death Cab for Cutie, which I don't know if either of you guys know this song, but it's like this like acoustic like indie emo song. Really good, though. Um, but I remember that was like the first song that I learned how to play. And then I kind of like just progressed. I would learn how to play like a couple of Led Zeppelin songs, like Stairway to Heaven. Like I'm pretty sure everybody that picks up a guitar at <laughs> some point learns how to play Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Um, uh, some like Led Zeppelin songs. And there was this group I really liked called, um, it wasn't even really a group. It was like one guy with a guitar. Well, I might be wrong. It might be a second person that's part of it. But the main guy, his name was Sam Beam, and the group was called Iron and Wine. And all of their music would really just be vocals and like acoustic guitar. Um, and so I learned how to play a, a fair amount of his songs. I, I really liked, I, even like to this day, he's like probably one of my favorite mm-hmm. songwriters and composers. Like his music is just very like, it's really sad, but it's really good. Um, and then after that, I learned when I kind of like leveled up on guitar, I learned how to play the song little wing by Jimi Hendrix, not the entire thing, but like a good portion of it. And I remember that being like, damn, like I'm getting kind of good at this, which was like right when I like stopped. And then I like just picked up like playing the drums and drums. I would play like everything, like whatever, whatever music I was listening to, I would play it on the drums. It didn't matter. So it'd be like, I'd be playing like, <clears throat> I was listening to like a lot of like screamo and like metal, but I was also learning how to play the drums. So like, you know, like all the like Kanye West songs and like Drake's shit that was coming out when I was still in high school. Um, Do you think you're yeah. more proficient with? the drums than any other instrument probably not anymore it's been a while it's been a while since i've had a drum set you know what i mean i can still play but it's been a while since i've even been able to like practice every day and i think um i think making beats is kind of what like replaced that in a way Mm -hmm. um because make like yeah, it, it it's just one of those things. And like drumming is it's hard to do when you live in like a city just because it's like they're so loud. Like drums are <laughs> drums are so loud. Like if you play drums like anywhere, like you can hear it for like at least like a couple hundred feet in like every direction. You know what I mean? Unless right. you have like one of like the <laughs> most crazy like soundproof setups. Um so it was like kind of one of those things when I moved out you know, a long time ago that I was like, I kind of just stopped because I was living in apartments, you know what I mean? And I was living, I was never living in places where I could like just you have a drum set and like be playing, you know, setting it up and takes up space and everything too. So it's like one of the things I definitely want to get back into really badly though, because I used to love it a lot and I haven't done it in a while. Hmm. Um, I think right now though, I think piano is probably my best. Um, piano is where most of my writing happens um, but I just picked up the guitar again recently too and I've been getting I've been kind of getting my chops back up so that's been good um, but I'd say piano is probably strongest right now okay. 
Hey, yes, could you move like a little bit to the left there? So, some to the left because it's like something's just blocking you on my screen. Yeah, if you just want to move to the sure. to the left, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Sorry good. About that. Oh, yeah, that's good right there. Okay, okay good. Yeah. yeah, um, okay, so you said piano, so you're really good. So, you talked about <laughs> um, your artist like being Sam Bean was a guy that uh was a great influence and someone that you thought yeah. was a great artist. Um, do you have mm -hmm. any other artists? A generic question, I know, but any other kind of artists like that you kind of you think has influence on you that you look at as being, you know, kind of a big impact on your music? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there, there are a lot of people who I think have probably shaped my, like my musical, like perception over, you know, the course of my life. Um, I would say, So I would say, I would well first I'll, I'll start with like producers because I think I think in a lot of ways like the producers my whole life have been like the people who kind of like shaped a lot of the ways that I would like understand music and and sort of like be able to like translate and like develop the ability to like know what I was doing when I was making beat like have an idea and then have it like translate to exactly like what's coming out of the speakers, you know what I mean? Um, so definitely like Kanye West, um, Pharrell, Timbaland. I mean, those are definitely like three of the big ones, but even like, you know, Dr. Dre, um, was really, really big. I think like 40, everything that he's done with Drake was really big. Um, Doc McKinney, who, uh, he did like most of like the weekend early stuff. Um, trying to think, and there's just like a yeah. There's a there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot. There's like too many to go through. But at least in terms of like, um, I think those are at least some of the people who I think carved a lot of like the the a lot of like the soundscapes i think over just even just like the last like 20 years you know what i mean that were like really really impactful that like really like you know they put in like some very like some very like genre defining work yeah. um there are some other like more obscure ones for sure like um like butch clancy was like this dude who was like he was like an edm producer who actually i really liked back in like um back in like high school and i think it's so funny because I, I i like i listened to his stuff and there was a lot of like this other kind of like edm kind of like electronic um stuff that i was listening to that this guy stood out to me and it was funny i actually learned that he was a drummer who had gotten into making beats and i was like that's why i like his music it's like i can tell i was like i feel i connected with that you know Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. there's probably I mean there's yeah there's going to be so many but if I think of any more and they come up in the conversation okay. um, alright 
Um, yeah, but I mean, you named a lot of major people. I mean, Timberland, Kanye West. I mean, for I mean, those are all legendary producers, Dr. Dre. Yeah. That really have shaped, you know, music, you know, for the last, what, 40 years, 30 years, or even, you know, yeah. kind of for, for, sure. um, for that amount of time. Um, so sure. Quincy Jones, obviously, oh. I mean, like, that's kind of, well, it's like, it's, I mean, the list will go on to, you know, Jermaine Dupree, Brian Michael Cox, like, um, it, there's like there's so many like if I name yeah. them all it's gonna just like go on you know forever but like a lot of them are producers you know what I mean when I think about it it's like a lot of the people that I, I really think of as like you know people that kind of had like these like defining things mm -hmm. that were like very influential to me I think a lot of them are like definitely like the producers um Rodney Jerkins, Dark Child, for sure. Um, and then bands too. The Bee Gees were really big because I really like I really like writing love songs. I think they write some of the best love songs. Are you a fan of Babyface? Oh, for sure. Okay. You know what's funny? Okay, so I went to um, when I was in LA. I actually hung out with uh, John B for a day, like at his like house, like at his recording studio. I don't know if um, if you guys know who John B is. He's like he's kind of a legend, but like he's he's pretty like low key now. But like he's super, he's like a musical genius for real. Like he writes all of his own music, he makes all of his own beats, um, and he's got like an amazing voice, um, and. He was kind of like, he was kind of telling me like how when he came up, like he was kind of like Babyface was kind of like a big brother to him in a way. Like he kind of like gave him like some like the like the R&B kind of like keys to, you know what I mean? Like making yeah. magic. And they, I think they just like, they had like a really like cool like partnership where they like make a lot of really great music together. So I actually got more into Babyface after i met john um and definitely i could see like the connection but yeah even like a lot of the guys who were kind of like building up a lot of that like early um like late 90s early 2000s r&b like even like him like donnell jones too is like another guy who like produced a ton of his own music you know it was like just super super talented um and yeah, then, but I definitely, I resonate with that a lot, you know? Yeah. And he said John B., so he did Someone to Love, which he did with Babyface, uh, Pretty Girl, uh, Don't Say Are You Still Down, which he did with Tupac, uh, 1990, mm -hmm. 1998. Uh, they Don't yeah. Know uh, was also another big one, 1988. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so your progression as a musician as has been coming along, uh, can you talk about your first like live performances uh, that you've done? And other live performances that you've done throughout your career so far or so i've only really had like i've i've only done like one show in the last few years and it was uh, it was for some friends of mine who were like putting some stuff on downtown i had a uh i had a release party for an ep but i really haven't been performing too much since i've been like really focused on actually like taking my own artistry more serious and like not spending quite as much effort on like the production and writing side. Um, 
And I think a big part of that is partially, I really want a band, but I don't have, like, I'm trying to figure out what to do about getting a band together. Um, but that's like a process of like making that happen and, and just like kind of finding the people who I enjoy working with. And there are a lot of talented people that I know who would be great band members, but they don't live in Chicago. Um, so my thing actually recently has been, I've been getting like a live set together, but it's really just been me and the guitar, you know, which is kind of like where I think kind of like the direction that I'm going. And it's also actually the direction a lot of my music has been going. Um, at least like the new stuff that I've been making has been like a lot of it has just kind of been like a lot of like acoustic guitar with like production and everything too. But um, it's been something that's had me like focused a lot more on like thinking of like, yeah, am I going to be able like just knowing that it's like, this is more geared to like actually doing it live and, and breaking away from, being like too internet minded which i think is something that myself and probably a lot of art other artists like have been i wouldn't say suffering from but it's a mindset that i do see people get locked into and then i was locked into for a long time too where it was like you know i put out um i put out an ep in 2019 and we did like a big listening party and it was it was really dope but it was like one of those things where i was like I was more focused on like the dropping and like the rollout and all this stuff that it was like, it was almost to a point where it was like considering what the live performance element of it was like, almost like didn't even come to mind. And which is strange because literally like, I think it was like a month and a half after that, that the quarantine happened. So there wasn't, there was no, you know what I mean? There was like no performance to be talked about whatsoever. Um, but you know, these last couple of years have definitely been, really about like me trying to figure out what I want to do like differently. Cause like, I don't want to do that. I think it's even like being like locked in the house. I mean, not locked fully in the house, but you know, like kind of like being in this space of like, there's like this sort of increased layer of like separation from ourselves. And I think like kind of like the rest of our world and like the rest of the people. Um, I think it's like making that sort of like internet mentality a little bit stronger where it's like, you know, you still do need to figure out like, well, you want to play to like a crowd of people. Like you need to figure out how that is. And, you know, it's just something that it's like, I'm getting this set together. So hopefully it's like my next show, like I'll have like within the next, hopefully like two months, month and a half. I want to stay like between like six and seven weeks. There's been people that have been hitting me up. It's just been a matter of being like, I might have to do a little bit more work in terms of like curating it myself, knowing that like I could do some of these shows, but the set that I want to do is like, is not the really the same vibe that I'm of like the shows that I'm getting invited to do. Um, so I just want to be cognizant of that, you know, and like, make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm delivering 
I guess just like the best quality performance that I possibly can, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. You bring up the pandemic, the quarantine, um, and Yosin, I also want you to kind of, you know, uh, chime in here as well. Like you both being creatives, you both being artists, um, and you speak about like that, you know, social media, maybe clogging that, uh, your mind a little bit, you know, can you speak to a little yeah. bit about the artist experience? Like what this pandemic has meant to you? Has it given you kind of more time to really create, to, to really explore things? And also do you think like, you know, as an artist, is it tough sometimes to really block out the outside world? And is that, you know, a, a challenging part of being an artist or? I mean, yeah, I think it's a challenge. It's definitely, it's like a process. It's anything, right? Because it's like, on one hand, I am creative because I'm creative. I'm not creative because anybody wants me to be creative or because I need it to look any particular way to people. But at the same time, it is something where it's like, you know, I really do want to deliver like a product that people really enjoy at the same time. And that does include getting it to be experienced by as many people as possible. Um, that being said, I do feel like this whole, like the past two years, I've like really, really, really locked in. Um, and I've, I feel like I've gotten a lot better. You know what I mean? Just at like every part of the process, like hands down, like writing, singing, um even like production playing instruments like i think it was it kind of it was good i'm grateful for it in a way because it kind of just it allowed me to like get into this place where like i didn't really care so much like i didn't have to worry about how, how anything was being like received like i didn't have to do anything to try and like get a reaction or get attention or get you know any of these things because it was just like look like I've wanted to get better at these things for a while. You know what I mean? And uh, there's a level of like product that I've wanted to present for a while. And I, I don't necessarily want to like put it off forever. Cause it's like, if you, it's kind of like that destination versus the journey kind of thing. Like if there's always like a finish line that you're going to wait to get to before you really start, then you'll never do it. Um, but definitely to just like put myself in a place like where I'm at now is just like knowing the type of discipline that I'd really like to be putting into each sort of part of the creative process has gone a long way. You know what I mean? It's definitely gone a long way. And it's like, I don't want to, well, I, I do like, I do want to bring something like, new and like refreshing to the table in terms of like presenting it to the outside world. Um, but I think I was only able to get to that place by not, by not thinking about it. You know what I mean? By not worrying about it, by just being like, I can't even think about it right now. Like, let me just get kind of lost in the, in the music, you know, mm. for a little while. Yeah. And that was important, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh Yosin, you got something to add on to that? Sure. Um, for me I honestly feel like quarantine was the best thing for me mentally. 
um, more more than like um, creatively. To be honest with you, um, I feel like prior prior to quarantine, like I had a really hard time staying staying um, disciplined. Um, like there there would be times and stuff where like uh, I would expect for like for example, like when I first started out into fashion, Nico basically put the battery in my back to like go like this the guy right here that like created my first logo um so like so like i feel like prior to quarantine and stuff like i was just kind of like waiting to like some like waiting for someone to hold my hand to like take me through something mm-hmm. to like take me through the actual process instead of like being brave enough on my own to like you know do my thing like um um and i feel like ever since quarantine and stuff like i had a lot of time to myself just like billions of people like around the world and like you know just like being around people who i care about my my, my girlfriend family um just like stay just like stepping away from like being creative for like once like it just yeah. gave me like a whole new perspective on on just life as a whole um and and it turned me into like kind of like a risk taker that down there um like I remember early, like the early part of quarantine, um, 2020, of course, uh, it was extremely difficult for me to like, you know, get up off my ass and and just do what I got to do. And and I feel like, you know, like that's just, I had a conversation with Nico a few weeks ago about this. Like, that's just, you know, what I like to say is like being a part of this cycle in, in like society where like people are like, afraid to like really go hard for, for like what they really want out of life so like um within the first few months of quarantine like i dropped my my last collection which which was a collection of um hoodies uh and um and also in, in like customized boxes was like which was like one of my most successful drops ever um far as like you know the far as it you know being recognizable um like throughout the country um that was like one of the first times and stuff where like you know i had sales from like overseas um which is pretty cool but uh yeah yeah like just to answer your question and stuff like i just feel like that quarantine was a lot better for me mentally just as a whole just like how i think today um like i agree with nico like um me like i take my brand extremely seriously and and i feel like that that was a like i feel like me taking my brand extremely seriously to the point of like you know me being extremely careful of like you know what i put out there because like every drop that i had was better than Mm -hmm. than the previous drop so like just me putting that pressure on on myself kind of like i don't know like it just kind of like um trying to think here like with with me putting that pressure on on myself just just kind of made me hesitant as far as like you know actually yeah you, you know breaking through and stuff so like that co- like for me that that coincides with me waiting for people like either nico or, or like uh other people who i've who i've worked with multiple times and stuff kind of hold my hand throughout the process so so i feel like this quarantine was extremely beneficial and now like you know I'm back in go mode now. Now stuff like since I grew mentally, I feel like that I can get back in that creative space, and um, I can think clearly now. Yeah. Like, instead of being 
afraid to like you know yeah mm. yeah um it's very real and that kind of leads into my next question i want to ask you know because we're all you know around the same age here i mean yeah we're all you know mm-hmm. kind of 20s there so do you think that people who you know are in their 20s in that stage of you know maybe trying to take that big risk that big swing um, and then I think Yosin, you're the one that said it that you know some people are afraid to fail. Do you think a lot of that procrastination that people have in terms of chasing what they want comes from that that procrastination comes from the fear of failing or the already self doubt that there are others out there comparing yourself to other people who are around the same age as yourself who are already very successful one hundred percent um I just want to speak for myself here because I don't know what none of you guys went through. But, like, you know, for example, me and Josh, we went to the same high school. I feel like all that self-doubt starts from high school. Like, you know, um, like, 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 I feel like when you go into high school, your main thing is to, you know, want, like, you just want to be, like, accepted. Whether yeah. if it's from the pretty girls, whether if it's from the so-called cool guys and stuff like that. So, so and stuff like like from from that moment forward, you like kind of base the like like base your own personal decisions based off of pleasing other people, and and I feel like that's that's where that seed gets gets planted at like um and also with with family, um you know um me growing up in in a family and shit where like you know uh they want you to live your life the like traditional way, as far as like you know being safe um going to school. Uh, going to college, graduated from from college, uh, yeah. working a nine to five job, but at the same time, like you know, most of my family members they graduated from college, and they're not happy. So like, I feel like you you know like with me, you know, being around people like Nico, um, Nico was like one of the very first people who I've been around who like was like really freelancing. And and like back then, I, like I've always thought to myself, like, how the fuck is this nigga doing this shit? Like, <laughs> like, like he don't have a job. He's just out here brave and shit, doing like what he got to do to to like get to where he's at. That's always been so fucking confusing to me. And I just feel like that that seed in my head just came from you know from the times when I grew up. Um, whether if it's in school, whether if it's around family, when you're so used to being around quote unquote traditional stuff. You like you started thinking of the most traditional way, as far as like you know making sure that you make the most, you know, easiest to, like decisions. Like I've always said, like, um, in order to be successful, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So 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 like I feel like that, long as you, you know, find find like find it in yourself to be comfortable with you, you know, taking big risks. Or just being uncomfortable, like in general, that's already gonna gonna break that cycle. As far as you know, you actually thinking for yourself, for once, be yeah. because like this how I look at it. For like me personally, I probably talk to like two or three people daily, and like um, like my my mom was just telling me this the other day. She was just like, everybody who always have something negative to say are the same people who don't even check in on you. And like, yeah. like, although like that's, I, like I guess more when I first heard that and stuff like that kind of like, 
you know, it, like like it hit me in a certain way and stuff. Like you know, based off what I said earlier, like you know, um, like the depending on on other people for my own success. Like you know, um, making sure that I get validation from people who don't really matter at the end of the day. So I just feel like you know, long as you you know, sit down, get to know yourself, um, not not sound corny, but, you know, really get to know yourself, really, really surround yourself around people who really love you, no matter what. And, and like people who like really, um, like, accept you for like who you are. And, you yeah. know, just just go from there and just, you know, make every decision for yourself, no matter how uncomfortable it like it may be, no matter if it may even disappoint your parents. I feel like that we're all young. So like we can make mistakes. Yeah. Like, the time to make mistakes is now, right? So how are you going to grow if you For sure. are afraid to make mistakes? So that is how and I And you, you're that. always going to make them too. Yeah. Like you're always going to make mistakes no matter what. So I feel like, you know, it's the, it's the fear. It's like the fear of making those mistakes, I think, is, is worse than the mistakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the fear... It will actually stop your progress. The fear will actually stop you from moving on and or moving forward or moving up. Because I know it's like, you know, I think because well, Josh, like the question was, um, it was like, do people feel that fear of failure, and does that kind of like lead them to like hesitate? And I think it. I think it does. I think, I mean, I know it does. You know what I mean? I think I've experienced yeah. it a lot of different times. I think it's like the reason why, you know, like you asked me, like when my music came, like that shit should have came out, you know, a long time ago. That's kind of why I just like uploaded it, like kind of on a whim. Cause I was just like, you know, like this stuff was supposed to come out a long time ago. And I don't really want to keep putting myself in the, in the, uh, in the position of like wondering what could happen if I put it out. Cause that's worse than just being like, even if I put it out and nobody ever listened to it, at least it wouldn't be because I didn't put it out or I was like too afraid to put it out. You know what I mean? At least I did it. And then it was like, you know, even somebody like yourself was like, yo, like I really like this and I want to like, have a conversation with you about it. I'm like, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Cause it's a lot of times where it's like, yeah, that fear of failure of like, even just for me going from like taking this sort of like progressive, progressively like more and more like a uh, harder stance into like being an artist as opposed to just being like writer and producer. Um, it's definitely, it's important to have those moments of like, yo, like, yeah, like, I'm afraid of doing this because it's a different level. Like, it's a different version of this thing that I've gotten comfortable. I've gotten comfortable just being, you know, in the studio. And that's where the process ends. It's like, no, like, let's, let's take, let's go beyond. Like, let's go a little farther let's you know prepare to like do something a little bit bigger and that's scary you know what i mean and it's i think it's just important to like i can't remember who i heard say this but i think it's more it's kind of almost like a common saying but it's like it's like 
you like lean into the fear, right? You feel it. It makes you nervous. And then you acknowledge that it makes you nervous. And then you just do it anyway. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. but you got it, but you have to do it, you know? Um, yeah, but I think I like- it's also like, we don't come up with the idea of like success very we don't i don't think we do a good job of doing that either in the process it's always like this very like abstract lofty kind of thing you know i think there's a lot of which is why i was talking about like the internet mentality i think is a part of it too because people see you know the that the distance between you know having like a thousand followers on instagram to having you know 20 million it's like all it's just one song it's one video it's one you know what i mean it's like one thing that happens and then it's and then you're there mm-hmm. you know and a lot of the people who i talk to who have this sort of like mindset it's like i'll, I'll ask them the same question that you asked me is like so what like what's the deal with like performing what's that was gonna be like well i want to wait until i'll have a, a big show you know what i mean i want to wait until i can have like a huge show to have a show it's like i don't know if that's how it works yeah you know what i mean i think you got to do like the little you got to do the hard shit that you know what i mean is you got to do what you don't want to do to be able to do what you want to do at the end you know what i mean like Mm. Mm. i think that's important and not that you don't want to do it you it's like um is that, have you seen that? It was like a video. I think it was Mike Tyson being on somebody's podcast being like, discipline is doing stuff that you hate to do, but doing it like you love to do it. You know what I mean? So even though it's like, no, it's not It's not your perfect idea of, you know, your, your debut concert. It's like, no, but it's important that you learn how to perform for 10 people before you step out in front of 500 people and realize you don't know what you're doing because you never tried. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like, oh, yeah. I just feel like time just doesn't wait for nobody. Basically, um, yeah. you have to really just, like what you said, get up and just start. Get up and just do it. Like, like I sound like, like that Nike commercial, get up and just do it. But um, yeah, man. Like I definitely agree with you for real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very good. Um, so getting into your uh, project there, Nico. Before I knew it, so you said these are some older songs. These are songs from 2017. Um, and so I think the oldest one is from 2017, and the most recent one was actually from last year. Okay, but. It's just the intro of the project is the only thing from last year. Okay. It's the only thing from 2021. And um, let me think. Track list. Track one. Okay, so track one is from 2021. And then... Yeah. Yeah, all the rest of those are from... 17, 18, and like the very beginning of 2019. Okay. And listening to the project, um, really, I think, yeah, across the board, great production um, on the project. Thank you so much, man. And I had another person listen to it as well, uh, somebody I work with. Um, Also, Mm -hmm. you know, comment on the same thing. Great production uh, across the board and everything like that. 
Um, so how much time, you know, you know, do you spend on these songs and then in terms of, you know, creating these songs? Um, I think each of those, most of those songs got, had two, two stages of creation. Like it's so, it's weird. Cause a lot of my favorite things would be like an idea that I start and I'm like, I'm not sure how to finish this. And then, like, a bunch of time will go by. You know what I mean? Like, a period of months, maybe a year will go by. and It'll, like, come to me. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and so, I, it kind of depends. Like, now I can make songs pretty quick. And I can make stuff that I'm pretty happy with. Um, but in a lot of ways, there's not, there's not really any, like, there's not really any defined amount to it and i don't even know if there's like a I, I don't even know if i could give you like a good average you know what i mean like it's it's really all over the place um and especially because it's like i make so many things like i i write a lot of songs i make a lot of beats i come up with like a lot of ideas or i'm working on stuff with other people um that the I don't know, like, it's it's even something that I'm still trying to, like, learn as it's, like, kind of coming out of me is, like, sort of, like, the life cycle of these different kinds of things. I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around it because, like, some of my favorite stuff that I have now that I've made in maybe, like, the last, like, let's say since the beginning of quarantine, um, a lot of it's been, like, one sitting. You know what I mean? Like, it'll happen in like one sitting, but there's still another, there's like another example of, of a of song that I'm, I'm actually really happy with. Um, that, uh, it was kind of like the same thing. Like I came up with the idea in, uh, probably September, August or September of 2020 and then didn't finish until, january this past january okay and that's not like that's not like a i'm constantly working on it for that whole it's like start because i start a lot of things at one time you know what i mean i, I think i have adhd and so i'll start a lot of things at one time you know what i mean and then they'll they'll get where they get you know what i mean sometimes it'll all come out in like one sitting but if it doesn't I make sure to keep those ideas around because if it's, if it's something that speaks to me, I know, like now I know that the answer, the answer will come later. If it doesn't come right away, like I know that the answer for like completion will show up at some point. So it's, I don't usually just like stop and I won't get like frustrated and be like, fuck this, delete it. You know, like it's never that it's like a, yeah, it's just kind of like give it time to breathe if it needs it. And a lot of times it could be, you know, but yeah, it could, sometimes it could be like a year will pass, you know, between the idea and finished song, you know? Yeah. Um, talk about some of my favorite songs on the project here. Get your insight on them. Closer. Yeah. What's your fave? You got to give Fire. me your fave. Um, Yosin, you said Closer is your favorite? That shit's fire. Do you like that one? 
I was just listening to that shit early. I was like, damn, that shit go crazy. Oh my god, I'm glad. Just okay, so that, that was that was a 2017 one for sure. Just the melody on that bitch, just yeah, that shit hard, bro. Mm. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm glad you like that one. Uh, no for me, I would go with uh, well, first of all, like the album cover and the album title. Um, the album cover is that you and your father. There. That's me and my uncle. So my uncle passed. Um, so my, my family, I grew up, I grew up with my mom's family. So I grew up mostly with like my grandparents, um, my uncle and his wife and my mom. That was kind of like my, my unit, my family unit. Um, but between my grandma, like my grandmother passed in at the end of 2015, my grandfather passed one, like almost exactly one year after her. And then my uncle who was their son a couple months after my grandfather so it was kind of like i lost a lot of that family unit you know all pretty close together which is why in a lot of ways that like these songs are very important to me because i think the they, they're like a manifestation of the grieving process mm. i think in a lot of ways um but that that's my uncle so that's me and my uncle when i was really little mm. and um i'm trying to think I have some like other similar pictures um, with the rest of my family members, but I don't I don't know why I picked, I actually don't know why I picked that one. It just like I picked you know I just kind of like picked it. I was like yeah like this is it, mm. and that it just kind of struck me as like yeah. the one you know. And the title of the project before I knew it, what's like the significance behind that title? Um, I think I just, I, before I knew it, the idea was, um, initially, so initially the title was going to be, it was like, and before I knew it dot 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 which was like a little too much but it was like basically the idea of like you know like this kind of idea that like everything can kind of change very quickly like before like you know what i mean like that's kind of like the saying like and before you know it mm. you know like and so that was kind of it that it was like oh yeah like before i like really like before like and it's crazy because like i said you know a lot of this stuff was like you know over the past like six years and grief is like a very crazy thing to learn about because you you're like i i was sorry i, I keep have the habit of like putting things into the second person i'll stop doing that i just noticed that it would be like my my like emotions and my like mentality stopped being lined up you know what i mean like they just kind of stopped being aligned because on one hand i'm like kind of just like confused it's like a it's a weird form of like displacement you know to be like that stuff kind of happened as soon as i moved to chicago in 2016 like that stuff was all going on so i'm like trying to adapt to like a whole new life you know what i mean already it's like my first time like moving out of the house um that i grew up in and um i'm trying to figure out all these like, you know, like new friend groups, 
I'm like getting really into like making music and I'm starting to get like, you know, like really know what it's like to like get into like the music community and start to have like opportunities with like writing and producing for people. And, um, but I'm also like, I'm trying to keep that mentality as positive as possible. Mm. And the only way to do that is to like kind of ignore like the, the like pain and like kind of emptiness that that's kind of like inflicting and like that's a hard thing to go through and it's only like now that i'm like really i think comfortably able to like be like yeah like that's kind of what happened to me it was just like this i noticed that it was like i was trying not to deal with it for a long time and i think that's that's probably also a part of the reason why the music didn't come out as i was making it you know what i mean because i think part of me was like trying not to deal with it like trying not to feel the things that those songs are about um but it's like you can't really run from your feelings you know what i mean like they're they're a part of you they're like literally like they're literally like in your body and your head so um can i ask you this like yeah um, so so you mentioned uh ignoring your emotions I feel like that that's that, that's like a big trend with with just men in general. Um, far as like you know, whenever we go through something, um, we just try to like escape it like as much as possible. Whether if it's doing something creative, whether if it's going out with your friends or or just basically fucking like around and shit. So like, yeah. what I want to ask you is like, like how one how did you see yourself progress when it came to that like over the few years and shit like ever since you moved um from minnesota to um chicago and um um what would be your advice for for, like young men to like you know try to face their emotions and and, like do you know what i mean yeah totally yeah um so i I think the process, well, here's the complicated part, because I had one of the biggest opportunities of my, of like my entire life, at least up to that point, right? Which was in 2017, I got flown to Toronto to like, just be in the studio with um, Magic Jordan from OVO. So I was at the OVO studio and I had never had any industry like literally like nothing like this is like my first thing which was like huge you know what i mean like that was like that was like beyond what i had even like thought was possible it was like really amazing but it was happening kind of against the backdrop of all this other stuff going on where i was like oh like my family is like falling apart right now you know and that um was that was just difficult to deal with because it was like i think a lot of the process that was happening was that i was sort of actively trying to replace the parts of my my family and like my old life that i was losing as i was losing them but i was kind of like doing it with like these sort of like abstract figures in my life that were like people, you know what I mean? It was like, I was looking for mentorship and I was looking for 
you know, people to kind of like what you were talking about, Yeltsin, like, you know, somebody that like knew enough to be like, here, I'll show you what to do. Like, you don't have to worry too much. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, just mm-hmm. follow these steps. It'll be simple. So I think I had kind of locked myself into like the pattern of like, you know, well, I can't talk to like the people who I would have, you know what I mean? Probably asked, you know, a lot of this stuff or, or gone to for advice or even just gone through that process of reflection with. Um, and I think, I don't know, I, in terms of like the, you know, dealing with that as like a young man, I mean, like, I don't know, like it made me very competitive. You know what I mean? Like, which in a way was, wasn't great for some of my personal relationships, but in terms of like the work ethic um, that I developed, like, yeah, it was really good for, like I spent, you know what I mean? I, if I was, if I was short on my 10,000 hours when all that stuff happened, like any doubt of, of whether or not I passed that, you know, in that time is gone completely. Like I definitely mm. passed that and then probably then some, um, but it was, it's hard because it's like, in a way it's like, you know, have to like develop that sort of like ability to to kind of just like be fucked up for a little while and 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 grow and and learn the abilities that you need to learn to be able to like heal and try to understand and and being able to grieve and do things like that is hard and it's it's not I don't know necessarily that everybody makes it out of that better than they went into it. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's taken a long time for me to even feel like I would ever get out of it better than I got into it. You know what I mean? It's like taking, it's been like, it's been most of my young adult life. You know what I mean? It's been most of my twenties has been going through that, but it's, I ha- I really have like learned and and grown so much and just like I don't know I, I think the only thing I could say is like the only the only way to to go through it is to go through it you know what I mean it's um but advice that I would give is just try to be as understanding of yourself and other people as possible you know what I mean and and really, I think sort of eradicating the the place of um, or like the habit of 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 judgment of passing judgment um, on other people. I think is big because like there are going to be a lot of times where everybody is in a position to be judged. Um, and if you believe in karma, which I think it'd be hard, you'd probably be hard pressed not to believe in it, right? Is that you want to just have as good a, a sense of understanding as possible and, and to be able to like, you know, just be con, just be conscious of a lot of things like that. You know what I mean? Of, yeah. of I think something here's something that i've learned right in 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 going through this is that 
that that a lot of the things that people like the law of attraction is like kind of like an oversimplified way of looking at it but whatever you're going through you will inevitably like touch somebody else who's going through a version not the exact same thing but a version of what you're going through and like you need to be able to look and see the reflection of yourself in it you know what i mean before you know what i mean like like life will kind of like show you those things like um you know like like look you're dealing with this pain or you're dealing with this situation and let's say there's 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 three total ways that you can go about it right that would be like significant choices you got like three choices and a lot of times you can look at the people around you and see what those choices are and where they'll take you you know what i mean especially if you're in like a real like a real 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 tough spot you'll i think you're you'll see it you know what i mean and it's hard to say it on any it's hard to get more specific than that but it's just like you know when you're really going through it i think the main thing in a lot of ways is like yo like really keep your eyes open at that point because you're gonna start to see you're gonna start to see the different possibilities of you know like that kind of turning point because I definitely saw people, you know, in that path who like, who had also lost people that were very important to them, mm-hmm. but they let it really consume them and turn them into a, you know, like turn them into a version of them that I don't think they would want to be, mm-hmm. you know, before they went through that. And that's scary because I, I don't know, you know, who knows how close I was to doing that. Who knows like how permanent some of those choices and some of that like meant like developing those parts of your like mentality that if that stuff's like permanent or lifelong, like that's a tough life to live, to be like really, you know, just like really bitter or like really angry all the time really resentful like really you know what i mean just really like that's that's a hard thing i think it's a hard thing to watch it's a hard thing to even be near somebody who's like that so i can only imagine that like really like being that is miserable Mm -hmm. um one thing um that i want to mention um like for me you know back in 2016 like that like, like I've always said that, you know, that, that year was such a tough year for me. Like yeah. I lost people who I love and everything. That was the same year when I met you, obviously, and stuff. It was such a weird year because, um, like, when, like, for example, like, you know, when I lost one of my closest cousins, um, I think I told you about this. Um, like One of my closest cousins on New Year's got yeah. shot and killed. And everything like that shit really like affected me like to the core to the point where like you know like um i would literally be be stuck in my house for like months yeah um and and i just let it you know could like 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 assume me so much to the point like i didn't even think that i cried 
it, it was such like a shocking oh yeah you know, type of moment for me to the point where like like I couldn't even bring myself to cry about it um and I feel like you know part of that isn't because you know especially as a young black man Josh Joshua probably like um relate to this but we've always been told and stuff you know to like get over shit even even as a young kid what you crying for why you doing this hold your head up like you know all that shit is cool to like say but at the same time like i just felt like that you know like that kind of just plant that seed in, in our head and shit like we're like we should never be in tune with our emotions. And and I think because of that, you know, that's why you see a lot of people going to the wrong path. Just like what you said earlier, like um like, like about the law of attraction. You're gonna attract people like like gonna attract yourself to like people that, that are similar to you. Yeah. Um and um but yeah man like twenty sixteen was such a strange like experience for me because you know i remember when at that time man like i felt alone the, the, like older friends that i've had previously like i didn't like i felt like you know nobody wasn't there for me and then it's like what made me respect you so so much and you don't even probably know this like like i don't think i told you this before but i remember one year for my birthday and stuff like you know i, I was so depressed like that was my 21st birthday i was so depressed that was in 2016. Um, and, like, you know, after my cousin, like, I also had a couple other family members passed away, too. So I was just out of it. That, that was my first time experiencing losing family. So like, yeah. I was just out of it. You know, I remember you calling me, wish me happy birthday. Asked me, what am I doing? <laughs> and, like, um, I was like, nothing at all, bro. Like, I'm just chilling. I just turned 21. Um, my friends didn't even give a shit about my birthday and shit. So like, I was just like, bro, I have nobody. And then she like, like you. And then she like, you told me on the phone. You you was like, bro, fuck that. Put it on something. Yo, I sent me uh uh some like some address. You had invited me over to this little um kickback. Like I guess um your friends were like barbecuing. Oh and yeah, like, yeah. You, yeah. And then so like <laughs> like um y'all just showed me a good time. And, like, you know, at that specific moment, like, I was just, I don't know, like, that was my first time experiencing how, how love's, like, like, I'm supposed to be. Because, um, yeah. like, you know, with me growing up in the area that I grew up in, like, it was always tough love. It, it was always tough love. Yeah. Um, like, like uh, if you showed an, an, an ounce of your emotions, you was considered as soft. So, like, yeah. you know, at that time, I didn't really know how to handle my emotions like that. So, like, you know, having somebody, like, as kind as you to, like, you know, show me the ropes of, like, you know, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, I just feel like, you know, that gave me, like, a whole new perspective on life just just as a whole. And, sure. and, like, you know, like, I don't think I've ever told you that before. But, like, yeah, man, like, that really meant a lot. So, so I do want to thank you for that. And, um... With all that being said, man, like, I just feel like whoever's listening to this and shit, bro, like, it's okay, dude. Like, like, it's okay to, like, you know, feel like a piece of shit sometimes. Like, like, we're human at the end of the day. And um, it's okay to feel what you want to feel. Like, all, like, like, I feel like that 
a lot of people, especially black men, men grew up where like, you know, their feelings was always invalidated, whether if it's, you know, from like family, whether if it's from friends. Um, and it makes you lose yourself. Hmm. So like, yeah, yeah, man, like I just want to, if like anyone's listening live, like, I don't know, like, I just, you know, want to tell y'all like, bro, like it's okay to feel what you want to feel. And like, you know, just make sure that, you know, you just start doing shit for yourself no matter what, hmm. no matter what. Really? Cause like, that's like the biggest, that that's the biggest thing, man. That's like really like yeah. the biggest thing. And it's hard to like do that. Like it's yeah. really hard to do that, especially um, if you grew up in that type of environment that I'm describing, like it's so hard to do that. So yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say that, that's it. No, it's valid. I think it's like balance too, in a way yeah. where it's like it's like you kind of want a little bit of whatever you're not used to. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Because like, I definitely, I can definitely say like some like the balance I've had to strike was like, I definitely needed some tough love. You know what I mean? Like, that was definitely like absolutely. You know, well, let's, and maybe that was like. Sometimes tough love can be too much, though. Like, like, too, um, everybody I, I should just, get tough love. I meant but it like, in terms of, like, yeah. as, a, as a response to, like, you know, of sort of, like, a absence, you know, of being, like, I'm trying to think. Um, I, I don't know. I would almost say it's like a good example for like for maybe even just like kids that like like don't don't grow up with like their dads in the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like there's like that kind of like it's hard it's hard for one person to like balance both sides of the spectrum where it's like, you know, mom's supposed to basically like be like unconditional love, but then also, you know, then she has to like switch over to like being you know, like kinda mm-hmm. also like this like fake father figure who's like also like very like on top of like being like disciplined and like all those things and so a lot of times like you're not gonna have like as you like grow up and once you like get out of the house and everything like you don't necessarily have the best internalized way of balancing those things but i think just trying to like gauge wherever you're at and being like yo i need to move a little closer to like the middle of wherever I'm ending at. Cause like, I know when I got, when I moved to Chicago, um, I just started kind of like going wild. Like I was like, I was drinking a ton. I was doing a lot of drugs. I was, you know, I was partying a lot and I was like, it was okay. I mean, I was working a ton too. So it was, all right but like that stuff was definitely like no like you gotta like you gotta start to contain it you know what i mean you gotta start to give it like a little bit more of like a a rigid kind of form it can't just be this chaotic all over the place kind of thing um which i mean it it always is anyway if you're creative it's like your creativity kind of is that anyway and you're trying to give it like form but i definitely think um yeah like even like you know recently has been well because like me and yelson have been talking you know already about like you know just good ways of like maintaining 
you know, a sense of like discipline, you know, and just being able to like. Give yourself a little, like, the world is not that structured. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of, there's, there is a lot of stuff kind of already in place. But, like, when you're a creative person, it's hard to, like, kind of just develop that. You know, you don't have the same thing that a, that a person who, you know, gets a schedule from their nine to five has. Where it's, like, you have, like, these, like, tasks to do and they need to get done. You know, in this, it's like you got to like develop some type of schedule way of doing that, right? And so it's like I feel like that's kind of a way, a form of like tough love in a way. Is like, yeah, as much as you want to just you know have like this sort of like creative free time and like go over here and do this and come over here and do this and like you know you get it done when you get it done. It's like maybe, but maybe not. You know what I mean? Like maybe a little tough love would be like, hey, like no, like you need to do this shit right now. You know what I mean? Like you've been you've been saying you were gonna do this for like I don't know how many months or weeks or whatever, right? It's yeah. like time that you like sit down and like fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like you kinda just gotta be able to like impose it on yourself yeah. in the That's right cool. way, you know, if you can. So yeah. can't be successful without being com- with, with without being uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. You can't be successful if you're afraid to do that. So yeah. yeah. Um, so get into because you said you moved uh, to Chicago from LA. Can you talk about a little bit about the differences as far as like being an artist, being creative, going from LA to Chicago? What is the scene like being a Chicago artist as opposed to maybe being an LA artist? So I actually grew up in Minnesota and I moved to Chicago six years ago. And I spent the time I spent in LA really la- was last year. I was in LA pretty much the entire year. Um, but I will say the difference, I'll speak, let me speak to the, um, let me speak to the producer side first, because I think I have a better understanding of that, that I can articulate. Um, I think the main difference is the idea of learning the different kinds of networking um, and how both places, um, at least from what I can see in like Chicago and Los Angeles, both places are. So here's okay. Let me start like this. In Chicago, there's a very there's a very talented community of artists. You know what I mean? There are a lot of very talented artists. There are a lot of very talented producers, singers, rappers, um, bands, instrumentalists, you know what I mean? Engineers, like, but there's not a lot of infrastructure. Um, In Los Angeles, it seems, and like, I don't have LA all entirely figured out yet but this is like kind of like my read after like a year like la is a ton of infrastructure but not a lot of community when you when you say infrastructure could you elaborate on that like what do you mean like infrastructure like there, like there's record labels there's production companies there's i mean there are, there are production companies and stuff like that in, in chicago but la is 
built on those things. You know what I mean? Like, L.A. is built on these sort of, like, media sector conglomerates, and then there's sort of, like, subdivisions, and then the companies. You know what I mean? That operate in these different things. So it's like all the movie, TV, and music companies have offices that you can pretty much just, like, go to out there. Like, you can get meetings. You can meet the people who run all that stuff just out on your morning walk for the most part if you really you know what i mean if you're lucky um or you could see them at a restaurant or you could see them right and it's not quite the same in chicago right where there like there isn't like a there isn't like paramount pictures studios is here and then like all of like you know the music facilities that are you know kind of adjacent to it it's not it's just not the same like that so that's what i mean in terms of infrastructure okay gotcha there's not a lot of entertainment infrastructure in chicago like there are some things set up like there's like cinespace which i'm i don't even know if it's still open anymore because i don't know but i know that was kind of big because there have been like there's been a lot of um they've shot a lot of tv shows in chicago in the last like decade right yeah they've shot they've shot a decent amount of movies and tv shows here um but at least for music there's really not much in terms of record like you know what i mean there's like a couple super small indie labels um but there's no uh sony there's no interscope there's no atlantic records there's no you know, I mean, the list goes on. It's like none of those, you know, they're all in L.A. and they're in New York, but they're not really here. Um, so there's community here, though, which so here's the difference. OK, here's the difference. It, they're important for different things because community is what helps you. Really like be happy and have like a sense of like belonging having like a set like you know what i mean having like Mm. friendships people who share your interests and stuff like that los angeles doesn't have as much of that sense of community i don't think but i do think that they have infrastructure so you know the happiness maybe that people don't have in that sort of like sense of community they can make up for it with money (laughs) and that kind of that's kind of the read that I get from it, and that might not be entirely accurate because I know that there are like the thing is like L.A. and I think I told I said I said this to you, Yasin, and I definitely mean it, and I've said it to a couple people now. It's almost like become like a like a, a thing that I go into, but L.A. and Hollywood are not the same thing. You know what I mean? L.A. is a L.A. is a broader like community. It's an actual city, and Hollywood is like a sort of is a culture within that you know what i mean hollywood is like the few thousand people that work you know in entertainment and you know they it's a they're they create that culture that's sort of like it's a very magnetic thing but it does fake life i wouldn't say (laughs) fake lie like it's definitely very real you know for a lot of people but it's like it's it is it is like having a life where a very important part of that life is the perception of the life. It's a you know what I mean. So that's like the way that's, that's what I mean though. Like far as like yeah. a fake life, like like most Hollywood people, 
Like, they live based off of their image. And, like, whether if it's social media, mm -hmm. uh, well, mainly social media, like, like honestly, like, I was just looking at this documentary. Um, well, kind of like one of those YouTube little documentaries of, um, I don't know if you guys heard of this little TikTok couple. Um, I, his, his first name was Ali. I... I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Is that the guy but, who murdered um, his wife? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like online, they gave this perception of like, you know, they live a happy life. Everything oh, is gay, that fine. Dancing, they said they never fight. Yeah. Or whatever. Okay, yeah. yeah I and saw that. Then, that. you know, uh, like a year or so later after they're together, the husband kills the wife. And like, like, um, basically, what I mean by like fake life, people in Hollywood show you what they, what they want you to see. Everybody want to, um, like, everybody tries to come up with with this perfect persona of like, you know, how they live their life. So you never really know what people are going through, like, opposed to you know, like the actual community, right. which is well, LA. That's why I would say, yeah, yeah that's that's. That I would say that you know, some of that is a big, is the big difference between like LA and Hollywood. Cause like, I mean, that's the thing though too, right? Is like, you, if you go, like you can tell the difference between people who are like born and raised in Los Angeles versus people who went there to get famous. And I'm not even saying that people that like went there to get famous are like right. bad or anything. It's just that you can, you can tell the difference. There's a sort of like air of like, hospitality that you know if they didn't if they weren't look if if they were practicing it wherever they were you know before they moved there like it'll probably carry over but if they're not it becomes very obvious mm -hmm. you know what i mean um I agree. and that that might also just be because there's a lot of other people like that and it and it, it starts to become like this sort of like non-personal kind of thing, this non-personal experience, um, which can be hard if you're like new somewhere, you know what I mean? You're a new person in a new city. Um, you're looking for that personal connection. And so it's going to be, you just want to make sure that you're not really looking in the wrong place. I got kind of lucky because the, when I went last year, I actually was going, um, to work with somebody who I had already known for some years via like, he just like found me on SoundCloud and he's like this amazingly talented producer and artist and writer. Um, but we had already known each other for a long time. We'd already grown to have like an appreciation for, for each other's like work. And we had kind of just started like building like a more genuine friendship about a year before me going out there. So it was good to at least just have something like that that was sort of like a grounding experience. But I think if I would have just gone like totally by myself, you know what I mean, out, I think it would have been a little, it would have been a world, like it was already kind of a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think it would have just been um, a little bit harder to feel grounded out there, especially because if you're in music, you know, most of your success is going to 
if you're especially if you're not from LA and you're going to LA for music, you're going to Hollywood. You know what I mean? You're not going to just like LA, LA, like the broader mm. LA. You're going, you know what I mean? You're going yeah. specifically to like kind of throw yourself into the entertainment ring culture. Um, and I don't know. So it's like one of those things. I'm like very grateful for the experience. I had a really good time. I was going through a pretty tough time when I was in Chicago anyway. So it was, it was a really good, a well-timed, you know, m- like experience just kind of like go be somewhere like nice weather work on music all day every day you know what i mean go just hang out on the beach for a little bit go back to the studio and got to meet some pretty cool people and met a lot of really talented people um and i made some pretty cool friends so i think that's an important thing and i definitely like i don't i wouldn't want anyone to be like jaded about a place that they haven't been to yet yeah because of experiences that they haven't had yet that you know they should be able to like define for themselves and be able to like interpret themselves and 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 be whatever it's not an easy it's not an easy play like it is it's competitive you know what i mean it's a lot of people trying to make a lot of things happen so it's like you just have to be you know be aware and and be you know just diligent and just work hard too. Like, I think that's going to be a main thing, right? It's like, it's easy. Like there's always something going on. There's always an event. It's always a, you know what I mean? There's always places to go and people to see, you know, it's like a kind of like cliche thing, but it's like, make sure that you're doing really like doing, you know, that you're working, that you're really working, you know, even if it's, even if what you're doing is not necessarily glamorous at the moment, mm-hmm. it's important to keep that work ethic really strong, you know? Um, so you said, so going from Minnesota, which is, I don't know how the music scene is in Minnesota, if it's small or not small, small, very small. So someone who is going from such a small market like that, because you do have, because just, as someone who is interested in film and television, things like that, you do have these other areas mm-hmm. now being popping up in the United States that aren't just solely yeah. in LA. Because you have things like what Tyler Perry does in Atlanta, like he is in Atlanta, own, yeah. Uh, Anthony Mackie just announced he just opened his own, you know, uh, studio as well in New Orleans. Really? Um, so, do you think so. you see these kind of little burgeoning kind of things pop up now for more film and television stuff outside of mm-hmm. LA in the system, and then even some stuff here in Chicago, even some stuff in Austin? Do you see kind of things like that happening for music anywhere across the nation? Like bigger kind of things are where people can go for music other than LA? So probably. I mean, yeah, I definitely do. But here's okay. Right now, the music, I would say that the creative well, it's different, right? Because like the for a long time, like LA and New York were like the capitals of entertainment. And in a lot of ways they still are, but in some ways they're not because we're now, now that the sort of like technology has kind of flattened things more, you're able to see sort of the difference between um, financial infrastructure and like creativity so you can see that it's like if you look at like a lot of the most influential stuff from the last 20 years of music it really is like 
London, uh, Chicago, Atlanta, and Toronto are probably four of the main exporters of like heavily culturally influenced music. But the financial centers are still New York and Los Angeles. You know what I mean? So it's like you can see that difference. And I mean, I don't even have to tell you who each of like the people are, you yeah. know, from all of those places to be like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. Like that is where like a ton of like the most influential stuff does come out of. And it kind of has to funnel through there to get the money that it needs to like, you know, just like explode a little bit more. Um, but I definitely do like, like, I don't know if you know anything about like Nashville. Um, Nashville is like a, a really big place for um, songwriters and producers. Mm. There's a lot of, um, there's, there is like some industry there. There's, I could definitely see, I could definitely see that though, like a lot more like smaller, almost like boutique kind of like studio setups um happening i think even what's happening in like austin right now with like people like kind of flocking there like a lot of like tech people are flocking to austin um and you know if tech goes then the money will go and where the money goes the people will follow so um it's like who knows i think people are trying to switch things up you know LA, like lost like hollywood's been hollywood for like a hundred years you know what I mean? Like, it kind of makes sense that there would be, like, this, this, oper like, now that there's sort of, like, an opportunity to kind of, like, you know what I mean? Like, do something new, go somewhere new and do it. Or, like, you know what I mean? Not be restricted that people would take it. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Kanye made a studio and a branch and a church out in the middle of Wyoming, you know what I mean? Like with like thousands of acres and like who knows what the next version of that is. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he popped up a film and TV studio over there, you know what I mean? And then so like there's one in Wyoming, who's not to say that there's not one in, you know, North Dakota and then Minnesota and Wisconsin. It's like, hmm. I think it's, I think it's definitely a possibility, but, um, I do think um, I'm ex I'm excited to see what Atlanta does over the next few years because it seems like they're growing really fast and like this pandemic kind of like I don't know it like did something it almost like it almost like kind of like put some like like put like a little kerosene on like the fire of like whatever was you know what i mean kind of like going on it seems like it kind of like got accelerated hmm. um but yeah i mean definitely smaller cities need that though you know i think the smaller cities definitely could benefit like there are like look some of the most talented people i know in the world, like, in, like, really, like, most talented people that, not that I've ever met in person, but that I've ever seen, period, are in Minnesota. Like, you know what I mean? They're in, like, small, playing small gigs <laughs> and doing, it's like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know if, like, what they want is, like, a record deal and, like, stuff like that, but I, I don't even know if they would necessarily have the opportunity to get one if they don't leave, you know? Mm. And so... I I think it's important to have the option. 
you know so hopefully hopefully it hopefully that continues that like people will go and be like hey like we need some infrastructure here can we build something can we set up you know can we move a branch of this over here like you know whatever mm-hmm. you know yeah you speak about you know maybe some people in these small places maybe one record deals What's the what's kind of the main goal for you with just the music stuff? Is it just to music stuff just to sustain your life, or is it to maybe do a record deal? Is it do you want to stay independent? Uh, what's what's kind of the goal there? Um, I think the my main thing is that like I do all of the like sort of big like industry stuff that I want to do. I really want to do more as like a producer and a writer. Like there's there's artists who are way bigger than me who I would still like love to like produce and write for. Um, but I definitely, I think in terms of like my music, I, I don't right now I couldn't see myself entertaining any type of I, idea. I like idea of anything that doesn't involve me owning all of my music outright. You know what I mean? Especially because I produce and I write all of it myself and also engineered all of it myself like you know what i mean it's like it's literally it's very like handcrafted to the point where it's like there's no i don't think there's any amount of money that could be like oh yeah you should hand over like lifetime ownership of this it's like no it's like anything that it's gonna be is gonna have to be like like i maintain the ownership but so even if that's a a a position where it's like you know i could sign to a label as a producer right and like do that work and and be able to fund my own artistry off of whatever comes from that and still maintain independence as my own you know what i mean as my own artist um like singer songwriter i think that's a cool idea um but at the same time it's like who knows like my mind's you know there's there's opportunity for things to change or for my mind to change. Like if it's the right deal, then it's the right deal. But I, I couldn't see something right now. I couldn't really like imagine it right now. I think it's just more like my goal is to, yeah, just just make sure that I'm like firing on all cylinders. So it's that's like make, making sure that I'm in the studio, I'm producing for artists, writing for artists, working on my own stuff. Um, building up the you know building up like the catalog so that i can like make sure that i'm doing as many different kinds of shows as possible so you know different bills like you know i have a lot of different kind of like sounds and stuff even just in having like probably like what like 20 something songs online but it's like you know in a few situations where you're probably only doing like a five or six song set that's kind of a lot of possibilities in terms of like well I could, if, like, you listen to the project, I could go do a rock, a rock bill. You know what I mean? Like, I could, like, go do, like, a rock set. Or, like, if it's, like, something that's, like, a little bit more of, like, an alternative uh, R&B thing, like, I could go do that, too. So it's, like, kind of, like, building it out from there just to be able to, like, yeah, just... Just to be able to, like I said, I think the way I put it was my favorite way of putting it, was just firing on all cylinders. You know what I mean? Like, right. as best as I possibly can. I think that's the only way, you know? 
because I love music. You know what I mean? I'm always, I'm always making something. I'm always working on something, and like, um, it it is hard to limit what I'm doing to just what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, I love like it can all like there's a lot of stuff that can just go in a lot of directions, which is in a lot of ways like why I'm like I'm. You know, I've been looking for a manager for a long time, and I've tried a few out, but I think I'm still really looking to find somebody who, like, really, like, gets me as, like, a creative person that, you know, like, I make rock music, I make pop music, I make R&B, I make rap, I make alternative, like, you know what I mean? I can make, like, weird stuff, like, I, you know, I do so many things that it's, like, I might have to just conceptualize it as like a team of people as opposed to like one person because that's a lot that it's a, it's too much for me to handle by myself mm. so being like hey like you one person deal with all this it's like it's probably too much for them too you know what i mean right. so i'm probably gonna have to like think of like damn like is there a way to um <laughs> to break it up somehow right Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking about, so you're, you're, I mean, you're doing this music stuff full time. You don't do like any other job. You, you're good enough to do this full time, the music stuff. I actually did just pick up like an extra part time. I'm working at, <laughs> I'm working at, um, I'm actually working with CPS. I like, we're, like I've been working with kids like for a long time, like just it's sort of like on and off, but like, even like when I was like younger, like I was, um. I was, like, a youth mentor, and, like, I've had, like, these, like, various, like, things along, like, my whole life where I've, like, kind of been in, like, position like that. So I actually just picked up a job at, um, well, it's not really CPS. It's a company that works with CPS that facilitates an after-school program. So it's, like, I go, like, spend, you know, a few hours a day with, um, like, kindergartners and first graders on the west side oh. um, after school and just like have fun with them and like play tag and (laughs) do homework and stuff like that it's pretty cute like i used to be a camp counselor when i was um when i was at like the end of like my teenage years so it kind of reminds me a lot of that Mm. Mm. teaching them music and things like that um no so i mean they it's it's really like it's really just like kind of like basic like like no like just like have fun with them like you know what i mean like make sure they don't get in trouble or anything but just like have fun with them you know what i mean they might want to like do homework or whatever then like help them with their homework it's kind of like it's like um yeah I don't know. It's like, it's like kind of like a loosely defined job, but it's fun. It's definitely fun. Like I like, dude. I love kids. I really do. I always have, and they like me too, which is good because I I would feel weird. If, <laughs> you know, I would feel weird if it was just like, dude, like these kids are like looking at you crazy. Like they don't even like you. It's like no. It's like never. It's like never ever been that. So I'm I feel very blessed that whatever. I think it's maybe my inner child is still, like, alive, you know what I mean? Just from being, like, creative. Um, but, yeah, that's the only other thing I'm doing besides music right now. 
So would you describe um, this uh, project before I knew it as a, would you describe it as rock alternative? Is that what you would describe it as? Yeah, probably. I mean, the, the intro is like, it's like a combination, right? It's like this, it's like, it's, it's rock and then it's like some R&B and it's like some pop and it's some alternative. Like, yeah, it's like a little bit of everything. I guess kind of like woven into like one thing, but I definitely, I did label it when I uploaded it. I did. I labeled it rock though, you know, um, because I I did feel like, um, I think the main thing for me was that there, and it was kind of just as simple as like, there's a lot of like real drums and electric guitar. Hmm. Like that was kind of it in terms of like, I'm yeah, might as well. You know what I mean? I'll call it rock. Yeah, I'm um, trying to think, but it is because uh, it was a song you did play the electric guitar. On. I'm trying to think which song was that that I, I really did enjoy it um, because I do really like uh, I as I am. I do really like. I think that's really good. It feels very personal. Oh, thank you, man. Um, I do really like uh, closer. Like Yosemite, Mintz, I thought that was very good. Somebody you loved, I thought was also very good um, as well. Do you have any like uh, songs that you? like have on here that you did absolutely loved or is a situation where you love them all you can't really pick one that you love more those honestly those are probably like those seven songs are probably my favorite songs i've ever made Mm. okay like seven of my favorite songs that i've ever made like i've made a ton of songs but those seven are definitely all like literally like from the first one like and it's funny because the first one is the most recent one um, but I do like, I really, really love that one. And all, like all of those songs do have like a pretty special place in my heart as a, as a creative, as an artist. Um, I think my favorite, do you want me to pick a favorite if I have to pick a I mean, you can if you want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think my my favorite's got to be between um, "As I Am" and the outro. One more time. Uh, outro. Um, one more time. Slash survivors. Survivors guilt. Survivors guilt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, those two are probably my my. Two of the favorite, my favorite songs I've ever made, period, hands down, definitely. Like, I really, I really do, I really, those two really do have a special place in my heart, you know? Could you, like, Um, tell us why at all, or? I think I just made them in, let's see, I think As I Am, I made around my 23rd birthday. So that's the beginning of 2018. I, I mean, not to say that a lot of my music isn't vulnerable, because I think a lot of my music does have, like, a, a level of vulnerability to it. But I think that that one just kind of articulated it in, like, the most simple way. Like, literally, like, 
I wish that you could just take me as I am is like such a, you know what I mean? I think, um, and it kind of just were like, to me, I was like, you know, sometimes when I write a song and it's like, it's almost therapeutic in a sense where it's like, you know, the, once you really plainly write out how you feel, it kind of becomes the catharsis of that feeling. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's kind of what that was. And then one more time, um, one more time, I think is cool just because it's, I like songs that don't have like a specific structure in, in a way. So it's like, Everything in everything in that song only happens once. You know what I mean? Like for the most part. It's like the beat the beat that it starts as does not come back once it changes. Right? And that happens like three different times throughout the whole song. And I love doing stuff like that because it's like when I first started making um when I first started making beats, I was just making like all these like crazy like electronic things with all these like wild transitions where it would just turn into like these different like different wild things and this was like it was kind of like that process but for something that was a lot more like emotionally uh what's the word emotionally gratifying i guess you i could say but yeah I think those two are like emotionally they're like the heaviest to me. Um mm. and but yeah, those those are some of the reasons why I really like each of those. Mm. Okay. Uh I guess one last question for you. Uh so, you know, when you go out there when you try to market yourself, um what do you mm -hmm. usually do? Do you say like with your music, like I'm kind of like a little bit of a mix of this person plus this person. Do you avoid trying to compare yourself to other people? Because you go like, well, if I say I'm like this other person, then they're going to instantly just think of their music when they listen to my music. And so, you know, when you're going out there as an artist, how do you really market yourself there to people and explain your music to other people? Well, I guess that's like the question that I'm still trying to figure out because I don't really know. Like, I don't know who to compare myself to. I don't know, you know, I know what some of the things that I'm influenced by are, but I don't know. Um, it doesn't really make sense to compare myself to a lot of different things. I feel like a one-man band in so many ways where it's like, I don't know, you know. I And also because I get to the point where it's like, you know, I don't really want to compare myself to anybody. I think somebody who i try to emulate in terms of like the ability to just be able to do all these different things um would be like prince you know what i mean just because i mean like one he's from minnesota but two also because you know he played everything you know what i mean he played all the instruments he produced all of his own records you know what i mean for the most part and so it's just like mm. um i think you know being able to like just having the ability to do that, I'm not. I'm not comparing myself to Prince, but I think to be able to be somebody like that, where it's like you really are so thoroughly engaged in the creative process that you can really 
do every single thing. You know what I mean? That you can really do every part and excel at it is like where I think it's a good place to aim, you know? Um, and I think that's what I'm going to continue to strive for. But in terms of like marketing, like it's hard to know. Cause it's not like any, it's not like a genre. It's like, you know, I look at, you know, I think, some people I, I'm like almost like jealous of because it seems like they have it easy in terms of like they do like one thing and like all they have to do is figure out how to like market that one thing. And it's like, that's not how I feel. So I'm still, tr I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. You know what I mean? In terms of like, it's just, it's really just me. So I have to like, maybe, I don't know, like I'm still just, I'm just going to have to, like, market it, like, honestly, like, yeah, like, it's just a guy who does all this stuff. It's good, like, you know what I mean? If people like it, they like it, but I I, I don't know how much, um, I don't know how much you can necessarily attach to it other than it's just, like, me, you know what I mean? It's just my music, it's just... It's just that because if I try to say like it's rock, then it's like, but I have you know I have all these other songs that are definitely not rock, and then I, if you say it's R and B, it's like well I have all these other songs that are definitely not R and B. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so I don't know. I mean, we're gonna see. I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna continue figuring it out. But that's all this is. This is all. It's everything's a learning process. I'm in the process of figuring it out. The next thing I drop is not going to sound even anything remotely like this. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay. Like, seeing though, I'm so serious. Like, I could say, like, it's going to sound more like. Actually, it's going to sound a little bit more like what I gave you for the show. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be like, it's not going to sound anything like what any of this other stuff sounds like. It's going to be different every time. Um, so I don't know. I think somebody that I definitely want to think about though, in terms of like how they did it is like, I want to really like do the, I use, I've done it before, but I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do the Kanye West deep dive. Right. Cause like, that's like a good example of like, this is like just a guy who like is just doing all this like crazy, like different shit. And it's different every time. And it's like, it's still, it's really just like, a guy making beats and singing like on his stuff so it's like kind of like simplifying it down to that um i think is kind of a goal and like doing it in my own sort of like personal fashion I have a couple you know? questions for you nico for me um yeah What's yeah up? so i'm so i've known you for how long like six years now just just years. about um, you're like one of the most talented people, people. <laughs> right? Um, you're like one of the most talented people who I've met. Um, I'm just curious, um, where, where do you personally see yourself in the next five years? Where do I see myself in the next five years? Um, I see myself performing more. For sure. I see myself 
doing. I, I, th I definitely see myself more fully engaged in having visual representation very consistently. Um, and I think the other thing that I'd like to add on to what I'm doing, I'd like to get into like, um, getting into doing some type of like film aspect of something. So not necessarily just like it, or even if it's just like, if it's like a, an addition onto like music videos or something like that, mm -hmm. that's cool. Um, or if it's like something different, but I definitely, um, something like composing or no, I mean like, I mean, yes, I like, I would be down to do that too. Um, I definitely, I'm trying to honestly, whatever way I can get into it, I would get into it. You know, I, I was, I acted when I was a kid, um, mm -hmm. and I would love to like get back into doing it. Um, and I know that there's a lot of opportunities for that to cross over, especially if you're doing really good work in music that it's like, you know, there are, a lot, there are plenty of places where those worlds kind of collide. Um, but I definitely, you know, in, over the next like five years, it's definitely, I would really like to get a better idea of how to kind of get my foot in that door like however that's possible so if it is like like let's like say like maybe it is composing like maybe that's the opportunity that kind of opens it up like because i like writing you know what i mean I, I i i like writing in terms of like anything so i love songwriting but like i love doing like creative writing or like sometimes i'll write i've written like i have like a whole like a whole fake episode of curb your enthusiasm is like on my laptop like written like uh -huh. you know what i mean like I like I had like little stuff like that, and so I I like I just love being creative. So, but I've I've always loved film a lot. So, by figuring out a way to get into that, either on acting or writing or composing, whatever, I just like to be a part of it, however as possible. So, I'd like to have that figured out in the next five years. Um, but That's definitely really having, sick. yeah, definitely having a good regimen for like being able to just like go in front of people and play music and and do you know cool shit and and also have like i think good music videos i think over time my music's getting more cinematic so i think having like a mm. having you know what i mean having good visuals for it is is important but that might even you know the way that manifests might even be like you know by some crazy string of events, you know, this stuff gets one of these songs or two of these songs gets picked up for like a movie. Like I could see like, as I am being like, you know what I mean? In some teen romance movie or something, you know what I mean? Some, you know, some yeah. stuff like that. So who knows? Like, I think I'm like, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm coming out of a, a place where it was really hard for me to think, ahead in terms of like anything clear about like what i wanted so i think i'm i'm trying to just kind of like guide it in like the direction that i wanted to go and not put too heavy of a thing on it i know that i want i want to keep adding to like the sort of like 
just like the discipline just like the regimen like not so much be attached to like the outcomes of any of this stuff i just know like you know i'd like to be working with um the people that i like working with as much as possible i'd like to be working with um some new people i'd like to be i'd like to i got my first plaque um in like the towards the end of 2020 so i'd like to have a couple more of those um but i like to have some for my own stuff not just stuff that i've produced and written for other people um five years is a long time it is but it's not it is you're right it is but it's not i I, it's so funny because i was writing out like a i was kind of writing this out earlier um I was doing this thing where I was like, I was trying to organize it based on like, what do you want to do? Maybe it was breaking it down from six months, two years, and then five years. Um, but I was still on the two years part. But the, I just gave you the cloud of the five-year yeah. version, right? And I'll kind of like mm. break it down a little bit more. But some of those are like the important things in there for sure. Cool. Uh, did you have anything else, or is that it? Oh, um, so far as any projects, um, or anything like, are you looking to drop anything soon? Like, whether it's later I, this year, I definitely have some shit I really want to drop for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, a single I, or a project? Um, a single, but it's definitely part of a project. And the yeah. whole thing is definitely like summer, like it need like it. A lot of stuff should come out when it's warm, when it's sunny out, you know. Um, but I would definitely say, like you know, like with me, it's it's funny because it's like a lot of this stuff. If you go look at like my catalog that's online right now, it's like, it's a lot of, a lot of the songs are like these sort of like sad love songs. Hmm. Um, but a lot of the stuff that I've been making recently is like, um, is like this, like very like kind of upbeat, dancey, cool. Like, I don't really know how to describe it. Um, This song, did you um let me hear this song the last time when we were in in, in on wicker park are you talking about that song i think so that's just yeah and you were like yo this is different yeah and it's different because i know i'm glad i did it is because it's like it definitely is like way different um for me to be doing it and um and yeah so i that's i'm gonna try and figure out how i can get that out this summer um but that's what i want to do for sure that's cool right yeah that's very awesome um this was really great man great conversation with you man um i know i said 30 minutes then it was two hours uh i was way off oh my god yeah yeah (laughs) no it's all good i'm glad you got some good stuff yeah for sure talk about everything uh, mental yeah, health music yeah. well thank you so much for having me man it was awesome and i'm I'm glad we did this and if you ever need a uh if you ever need like a, a last minute like film 
film critic or anything like that to do it with you, you know. Oh, yeah, if, I mean, if you would be down, I'd yeah, I'd love to have you on. Yeah, do it. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you want to let people know, like uh, where they can find your music, um, you know, and your socials, uh, things like that. Oh yeah, for sure. You can um, you can follow me. Best place right now to follow me would just be on uh, Instagram at Nicholas J Scott N I C O L A S J Scott S C O T T, um, and from there you can find all my music. It'll just be at the link in my bio. Will take you whether you got Spotify or SoundCloud or YouTube or Apple Music, whatever you want to use. You can get to all of it from there. Um, it's be pretty, pretty simple, right? All right, uh, Yosin, you want to talk about your stuff? Uh... Where they can people look you up, buy your clothing, everything like that? Absolutely. Um, I have a website, fwptclothing.com. Um, you guys can find me on my um, Instagram, Yelson Web Official. Yelson is spelled Y-E-L-S-Y-N, W-E-B-B, Official. Um, I'm looking to actually drop something within the next month or two, so... Um, stay on stay on the lookout for that. And I'm on Twitter. I forgot my Twitter handle. To be honest with you, like I think it just yells and well. So you yeah, use your Twitter just anyway? just barely, right? Look at it. Just to look at it. Barely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see. His, I see his <laughs> but, Twitter. Usually, yeah. his tweets about like the Lakers losing. Usually, just about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like UFC stuff, but that's about it. Yeah. Super rare. So let me put. All right, man. Yeah. Um, pull up his website real quick. For people, I have a. I should have wore your hoodie. I have your hoodie uh, there. I should have brought that on today, but I do have one of those. Yeah, black pullover hoodie sold out. Lots of stuff sold out here. Uh, yeah, and you're doing a special deal with the twenty five dollar hoodies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, twenty five dollars, and again within the next month or two, I'm dropping some shit um, <laughs> for real. For real. Oh so. yeah. I'm excited for it. Oh, and I got Nicholas. Got your uh, IG pulled up here. I'm also gonna have it in the description in the video, uh, and everything like that. Also gonna have that up there. Thank you, thank you guys. Amazing. So much for coming. All right, on. thank you, man. Have really a good night. All right. It. Have a good night. Thank, thank you, man. You have a good one. Thank you. Bye. All right. Uh, that was great interview. Great interview uh, with Nicholas J. Scott there. Um, all right, uh, we're going to be heading out. I'm going to raid somebody, and that'll be it. Okay, let's see. Who can I raid real quick? Uh, let's raid Tiger underscore Woods. He's playing Elden Ring right now. Tiger underscore Woods Gaming. He's playing Elden Ring. I'm going to raid him. And uh, be off for the night. Um, all right. Wow, two hour show. Huh? That's about as long. About as long as a regular show. Didn't expect the interview to go on that long, but it was really good. I really liked it. All right. Uh, all right, everybody, take care and stay tuned. Uh, make sure to check us out on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all afternoon tune. 
Subscribe, comment to us on YouTube, YouTube at The Afternoon Tune. We're streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv, twitch.tv slash Afternoon Tune. Um, also, you can check us out, send us an email, just theafternoontune at gmail.com. With any questions, anything like that, we'll answer them on the show. Um, and I'm sending, you, I'm sending you over to Tiger, T-Y-G-E-R underscore Woods underscore Gaming. Um, they're playing Elden Ring. Uh, so, there we go. Oh, there we go.